on yet another sunny and warm day in early February, we made plans to visit a little-known archaeological site called Metropolis. Metropolis means Mother Goddess, and was founded around 725 BC. Its main period of activity was during the Hellenistic period. The city developed and expanded at the beginning of the 3rd century BC, and the city was surrounded by magnificent defensive walls, typical of the Hellenistic period. During the Roman period, the city retained its importance, but Romans preferred to settle on the plain rather than on the rocky hill slopes that the metropolis had been built on. During the Roman period, the city covered an extensive area. Being on the main road between Smyrna and Ephesus, trade developed rapidly and became one of the main income points. The city expanded again during the Byzantine period, however, in the late Byzantine period, wars and instability led to a reduction in the size of the city. Later, the area of Metropolis was inhabited by the Turks. None of our maps show the exact location of this site, although a website we had through a website we had a rough idea of its location. After our visit, we discovered that it's clearly shown on Google Earth. See our Facebook pictures of Metropolis. But of course, you need to know where it is first to find it in this way. Taking a snack lunch, we set out on our journey towards Izmir, passing through some of our favourite towns such as Chumluk and Selchuk. From here we started to look for a brown sign indicating the location of Metropolis. Not long after passing through the town of Trebasha, we found a sign taking us off left, the opposite direction to what we had expected, and continued until we crossed the railway, the same line that we passed through the town of Magnesia, see podcast 4, and found a crossroads with no more signs, so we took off right and hoped for the best. After a few kilometres, we found another sign, heading us off left towards the local hills. This was a good sign, as we know the town of Metropolis was built on a hill. After negotiating another two signless crossroads, and asking locals for directions, we eventually made it to the entrance of Metropolis after a journey of 120 kilometres. Learning our lesson from the last trip, we decided to take a snack before entering the site and climbing up the hill to the Acropolis. No entrance fee here, well not yet anyway, which is unusual given that nearly all brown sites have a charge, albeit normally a small one. The site is divided into three areas, the Acropolis, the Stoa and the Theatre. The Acropolis this literally means a high city, from the Greek acro for high and polis for city. For purposes of defence, early settlers naturally chose elevated ground, frequently a hill with precipitous sides. The Acropolis upper city was founded on a hill with a height of 145 metres. The entrance gate to the Acropolis in the Hellenistic period was on the eastern side. The city of Metropolis consisted of the buildings and monuments built in the Acropolis and in terraced rows. The temple of Ares, who in Greek mythology was the Greek god of war, son of Zeus and Hera, and identified with the Roman god Mars, was located within the Acropolis. During the Roman period there was no settlement within the defensive walls of the Acropolis, the city having spread down the slopes to the level ground. Because of wars and bad economic conditions the Acropolis was densely inhabited, it continued to be used throughout the Byzantine period. The Stoa. 
In ancient Greek architecture, this was a covered walkway or portico, commonly in public usage. Early stoi, plural for stoa, were open at the entrance with columns lining the side of the building, creating an enveloping and protective atmosphere, and were usually of Doric order. The stoa at Metropolis was established in the 3rd century BC, and is 70 metres by 10.5 metres, and divided into two aisles by a row of 19 columns. The structure is open in front with walls on the two sides. The stoa was constructed on a slope and destroyed in the earthquake that devastated western Anatolia in 17 AD and was never reconstructed. Inside the stoa is the bulletarium, which like many of the buildings in the stoa was paid for by donations from the local populace. A picture of a reconstructed stoa to be found in Athens can be seen amongst our Facebook pictures for Metropolis. The theatre. The theatre was established in the late Hellenistic period. It was constructed against the slope of a hill, possessing a very beautiful view overlooking the plain. In 4 to 14 AD, the three round altars, adorned with garlands and ram, bull and stag heads, were added in honour of the Roman Emperor Augustus. The seats of the theatre for the royal family and distinguished people are beautiful examples of Hellenistic sculpture. The stage building, the orchestra and cavia were uncovered during the excavations. The auditorium, cavia, was divided in two by a corridor and the lower part was divided by flights of the steps into seven sections, known as kerkis, each of which consisted of eleven rows of seats. The theatre was not in use after 4th century AD and was utilised as a refuse dump for the nearby glass workshop. However, today it has been cleared out and partially rebuilt, showing again some of its magnificence. After visiting these three areas, we also found, at the bottom of the stoa, a Roman bath, as well as the latrines, again being preserved as those in Magnesia. Near to the theatre are some small buildings with preserved mosaic floors, which, although not huge, are some of the nicest in-situ mosaics we have seen. In all, the trip took around the site took us about two hours and was well worth the exploration drive to find it. We would recommend a visit. Don't forget to visit our Facebook pages to view the pictures of Metropolis.